joined here by Brunson. It's been a while since we did an episode. Pretty sure we left off on episode 10 around there. Let me see. Right. Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, episode 10. So this is episode 11 and perfect like uh, way to start a, a new episode, episode 11 with the NFL draft here happening. Man, I was looking so forward to this episode. I literally was at work and I'm like, dude, I can't wait to clock out and just go eat, hit up Brenton. And be like, yo, let's jump on this episode because there's a lot to unpack, man. We It's like we're at a, a shipping company and we have boxes to unload right now because this draft has been so exciting. Yeah, you put that right. Uh, all of these rounds, like first, second, third round, even today has been there have been some insane picks and a lot of unexpected movement that. I definitely did not see coming. So I've been really excited to dive into this one with you and looking forward to hearing what you have to say, especially about that Justin Fields move. Yeah, that was a like a big shocker. Just, you know, obviously a huge shocker. Um, this draft class, I don't know about you. I don't know about other people. This draft class is probably like one of the most exciting draft classes uh, in recent years, just because of how much talent there is. I mean, even right now, going into the fourth and fifth round, like s- there's still talent. There's still talent left. There's been classes where, like, you know, you get to these rounds and there's like a few gems, but I feel like there's a lot of gems left to snag. Um, but yeah, like first round, jumping into that obvious pick, the Trevor Lawrence. I mean, that was like the most, like, everyone knew that was going to happen. Um, but. I think, like, for me, the most surprising pick, and let's see if you agree with this, is the 49ers because everyone had the 49ers selecting Mac Jones. Like, that was, you know, I I mean, I expected it. I had a, I had a group sports report for sport broadcasting, and I had the 49ers selecting Mac Jones mostly because, okay, like, you know, uh, they were at his pro day. They kind of liked what he did, but also because all these other mock drafts. Okay, yes, I copied some mock drafts. They had Mac Jones going to that third, and then they picked Trey Lance. So, I mean, what what are your thoughts on that? Because I think that caught everybody by surprise right there. Yeah. Uh, as a Patriots fan, I really wanted Mac Jones, but I was pretty convinced we weren't going to get him because I believe the 49ers were going to get him. So, you know, when it came up to – the 49ers pick and they picked Trey Lance. I think I jumped out of my seat celebration. So I'm like, maybe there's a chance we can get Mac Jones, but yeah, I'm not sure Mac Jones would have fit the 49ers scheme. They seem to be, uh, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is not the most mobile quarterback in the NFL, but they still are a very fast paced offense. You know, got a lot of fast guys and Jimmy Garoppolo can still add to that because he can't, he can run where I don't think Mac Jones really is able to. So I think Trey Lance is definitely a better fit for that 49ers team than Mac Jones would have been. But, you know, I still was shocked that they didn't take up on the national championship quarterback and decided to go for someone else. But I'm really thankful for it. (laughs) Well, like, I know at the pro day there was, like, those, uh, you know, those videos being released of Bill Belichick and these other – 
guys at Mac Jones pro day when he overthrew that receiver. Um, I know there was like a lot of reactions. Like I think Bill, he like shook his head and everyone was like, yeah, maybe the Patriots aren't going to pick Mac Jones, but then here we are, we get into that pick and then they end up selecting him. But yeah, Trey Lance was a very, I thought he was going to fall. I didn't think he was going to go that early. That was like really shocking. Yeah, same here. I thought for sure they would take, uh, you know, there are still a lot of other great, this is probably the heaviest quarterback draft class I've ever seen. Like just stuck with talent, no matter how much, how, how you look at it. So, you know, they had a lot of good options that they could have gone with. Uh, obviously, Trevor Lawrence and uh, Zach Wilson were going to be long shots because, you know, I think everyone expected them to go one and two, and they did. But, you know, they're still, you know, Justin Fields was on the board at that point in time and, you know, just stocked with power for the quarterbacks that they really could have taken advantage of. And, you know, I don't know if Trey Lance was – should have gone that early in comparison to either uh, Justin Fields or Mac Jones, but, you know, the 49ers seem to have, have the belief that he's going to be uh, the quarterback of the future for them. Yeah, I think Trey Lance is going to fit just fine, like you said. Fits the scheme. He's a wet, uh, I'm not sure if the, the 49ers are pretty sure to run the West Coast, but Trey Lance in college, I mean, some of their plays, you know, when I watch the highlights, kind of look similar to the 49ers offense. Um, Trey Lance obviously played in, like, the West Coast area, I guess, in a way. I think that's where, like, North North Dakota. I may be wrong. I'm not. I'm not good with my states. Um, but yeah, really good pick. Um, another thing to, and this is moving on to the Bengals pick, the Bengals pick, uh, you know, it kind of got me frustrated. Um, but it was also really shocking because the Bengals, they selected Jamar chase. And I was really, you know, I was, I was thinking they were going to select a tackle that's, uh, uh, Penny, Penny Sewell out of Oregon. That was such a huge surprise i know a lot i mean nfl memes got in on it because it's like dude joe burrow just like his leg got just destroyed and you bring in his former teammate which i you know it's cool but it's like should they have gone tackle and with that pick yeah i i think you know they're hurting for weapons obviously and you know it's in the first round every team's gonna be wanting to go for you know the big weapons so you know you got to take advantage on one hand yeah you do got to take advantage of getting a really talented wide receiver arguably one of the best wide receivers in this draft with Jamar Chase but and knowing that he'll have the familiar familiarity with uh, Joe Burrow and hopefully they'll be able to pick up right where they left off but Joe Burrow is not going to be able to get it downfield to him without an offensive line and I think they I agree with you. They should have taken taken advantage of such an early pick and gotten uh, the best offensive lineman they could in this draft, which uh, I believe was the first overall offensive lineman was uh, Penny Sewell from Oregon. Yeah. So, and he went in the top ten. They, the Bengals, easily should have taken advantage of that and got a top ten lineman themselves 
Yeah, I like what you said about, you know, you could give Joe Burrow all these weapons, but if he can't, if he doesn't have time to get it down the field to them, then what's the point? And like, yeah, I mean, if I was Joe Burrow, I'd be like kind of pissed off. Like, yeah, I'm getting my teammate, but at the end of the day, like this is a business and I need protection because like they did bring in some good offensive linemen in the, you know, free agency, but they need those tackles, you know, those guys that stop those edge rushers. And so that's a huge deal. And also with that pick, the Jamar Chase pick that like kind of shook up the draft in a way in that first round, because a lot of people were expecting the Bengals to select the tackle. Yes. But then they were expecting Jamar Chase to be picked with that next pick by the Dolphins. And that absolutely shook up because Jalen Waddle went to the Dolphins. Yeah. And to be honest, I was completely shocked myself that, well, one, I was shocked that Devontae Smith wasn't the first wide receiver taken in the draft, especially that the Dolphins decided to take Waddle over Smith, given that Waddle had that serious injury last year. And, you know, Devontae Smith was the Heisman winner, plus the familiarity with Tua. They easily could have, like, you still would have got a great wide receiver out of the way. And don't get me wrong, Waddle still was definitely a first round pick. But I was just shocked that Devontae Smith didn't go before either Waddle or Jamar Chase, because in my opinion, Devontae Smith was one of the best wide receivers in, in this draft. Well, but isn't there's yeah. a lot of concern about Devontae Smith with the – I know there's, like, been a lot of debate about his weight. That's his, the biggest concern right now. Yeah, but, you know, we still see plenty of small wide receivers succeed in the NFL, and, you know, I'm sure he'll hit the weight – the you know, the Eagles are going to put him in the weight room and he'll pick up some weight. <laughs> but, um, you know, just I think as a, an overall talent level, Devontae Smith was the best. I mean, we saw that one-handed catch he pulled against LSU. You know, he, his weight has never seemed to stop him from being able to succeed in the contested balls or, uh, you know, affect him getting off the line of scrimmage. He still seems to be able to run his route he's an amazing route runner so that's just my opinion that he should have gone a little bit higher especially given waddle's uh severe ankle injury last year but you know he's the Bengals are still getting an amazing wide receiver jamar chase but and yeah i I agree with you it did completely shake up the draft because you know i think the dolphins were probably going to take him over Waddle but that didn't end up coming through given that he wasn't there yeah I you know 100% agree uh back to like the Devontae Smith even though he was picked up by the Eagles I think it's still a a really great pick um because when you look at the Eagles depth chart I mean who do they have they have uh Jalen Rieger who else do they have I'm trying to search up their depth chart um, because they bring in yeah, Jalen Rieger, Greg Ward, Travis Fulgham, John. I mean, like none of these guys. I mean, JJ Arcego, Whiteside, who like apparently they picked him over. Who was it? They picked him over somebody. Uh, they think they picked them over. Can't see. I think they picked and... them over. Uh, who was it? Was it uh Justin Jefferson? I think it was Justin Jefferson. Uh, I believe so. I think you're right on that one. 
It was either that or they picked uh, Jalen Rieger over Justin Jefferson. But, I mean, anyways, when, you, when we look at their depth chart, Devontae Smith, I mean, he's what he's sitting at the second receiver spot, which is really good. And it, a lot of people, there was like a lot of people criticizing, you know, saying that Devontae Smith looked upset that he was going to the Eagles. But, I mean, I'm 100% certain that Devontae Smith would love to play with Jalen Hurts out in Philadelphia. And I think that pick helped their offense so much. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think the day after the draft, there was a picture of them sitting courtside at the 76ers game. So I agree with you. That oh, Devontae snap, Smith really? Definitely, yeah. Dude, that's dope. Sure. Hey, man. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the next day they were courtside at the 76ers game. Dude, that's great chemistry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I wonder if the Eagles' pick of Devontae Smith wasn't so much as them desperately wanting him or more of a way to screw over the Giants because they traded up to get ahead of the Giants because they heard that the, the Giants were going to try and take Devontae Smith. So they traded up to take him before the Giants could get him. Dude, that's funny. If so, if they did do that, that's such a troll move. But I um, also like, yeah. It, the Eagles also did the troll move in uh, the last week of the uh, – the end of the regular season when they were playing Washington, it was almost like they intentionally lost so that the Giants couldn't get into the playoffs. Yeah, I remember that. I think we spoke about that. A bunch of players were like peed off because the Eagles did that. I know like like uh, the players on the field were too. But yeah, I mean, Devontae Smith, I know a lot of people and I feel bad for him. I, I do. I'm not trying to say like when I asked you that question about his weight, it's not me criticizing him, but just because there, I know there's been a lot of like Twitter, social media concern about his weight. A lot of people saying that, you know, he's going to get hit and easily break. But I mean, there was one guy on Instagram who like said, wait until he meets Aaron Donald. And we're kind of like all like, what? He, I mean, unless he's like running like a, uh, what is that called? Uh, unless he's running a little shallow dig over the middle of the field, which is not his style of route running. Yeah, that, then he- that or like the, us, you know, when they run, when they get the handoff, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, what's that play called? Uh, yeah, yeah, and they reverse. Yeah, yeah, so like a, a lot of people are talking about his weight and all, but a lot of people don't understand that, like, and I've said this before, is like the NFL is not just a physical game, but it's a mental game too. Like it's a whole different ballpark, and he seems like, you know, he said he's gonna be fine. Like he's not worried. And like you said, weight room, they're going to they're gonna help him out. The strength and conditioning, you know, it, it's Alabama may be like a Division One school and this rich school, let's be honest. But, I mean, when you get to the NFL, it's a different ballpark. There's different expectations. Um, they're going to probably make that man eat. I mean, he'll, he'll gain. And so, like, I think that was a really good pick. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's some – Every hard-hitting NFL player was once a hard-hitting college player. And, you know, Devontae Smith's no, not shy from taking big hits in D1 college football. So I don't think he's going to be scared of NFL hits and, you know, maybe it'll look bad, but he seems like a tough player. Uh, you know, he played yeah, through exactly. the Notre Dame game with the hip injury. So I agree with you. I think Devontae Smith is going to do just fine. <laughs> All right, going into our next pick, the shocking pick. As a Bears fan, the the, the hugest pick for us. I mean, I, I mean, it was surprising, but number eleven with Justin Fields. Obviously, people 
I, I think it's safe to say a lot of people did not expect Justin Fields to fall out of the top 10, even top five. I think it's fair to say. Um, yeah, like we think? already talked about, I, I definitely could have seen Justin Fields going to the 49ers. Uh, you know, I think it would have been a good fit there. Uh, I'm also looking at, you know, any of the other teams that took quarterbacks early on. Uh, I think there was some talk about whether he the Jets might take him instead of uh, Zach Wilson, although those were pretty minimal. You know, it was just kind of suggestions of a possibility. But, you know, the Bears, I believe the Bears traded up to get him. So they really wanted him and must yeah. have heard that someone else was trying to get him. So that – you know, I think he's a good fit for the Bears organization. Maybe a turnaround in the fan support for Coach Nagy, but I don't know if that's – I mean, I know you've been really critical of uh, Nagy in the past, so does this turn around your feelings towards him as the coach for the Bears? I think it definitely I'm, – I'm not sure about Nagy, but I will say it's turned my opinion around about Ryan Pace because, you know, a lot of people were critical of Ryan Pace this offseason, especially with uh, the release of Kyle Fuller and the signing of Andy Dalton and some other moves that were very critical. And there was no doubt that, like, he was on the hot seat as a general manager, even Nagy, too. But I will say that, you know, this pick has definitely, like, I mean, I was so – excited so happy i mean literally the story was like i was in uh my friend's room we were watching the draft our pick is coming up actually no our pick wasn't coming up we were at 20th uh we're we're, we're talking to each other we're turned around kind of like uh, talking to our other friend and i look at the tv because you know i'm like wondering okay you know the giants are up let's see who they pick then i see trade alert and i'm like uh-oh and then I see that we the the Giants traded the pick to the Bears, and I look to my friend who's a Bears fan, I mean a huge Bears fan, or like the two biggest Bears fa- Bears fans up here, and we look at each other and we're like, oh crap, what is what is gonna happen? And immediately, um, the camera pans to Mac Jones on his phone, and I'm like, please, please God, don't do this. And look, I'm not saying Mac Jones is a terrible quarterback or anything, but like. He doesn't, he's not going to fit our scheme, especially with our offensive line. I mean, you know, it's proven. I mean, it's, it's been said that Mac Jones is not a mobile quarterback. He, he's not, he's, he's more of a pocket passer. And I so, think when you look at his shirtless picture that's been going around the internet, that's been compared to Tom Brady, that's kind of evident that Mac Jones is not a mobile quarterback. So <laughs> I agree with you. He would not. Did you, the- did you see? Tom Brady's tweet, it's like he tweeted, I think he said it's annual um, Tom, Bra- uh, Tom Brady like combine shirtless day or whatever because like everyone always posts that picture. Yep, and I think Mac Jones was one of the first people to post that picture himself getting ahead of the all the jokes that were being made. <laughs> that's that's funny. Yeah, yeah so, I, I agree with yeah. you. He, Mac Jones would not have fit with your offensive line because, you know, the Bears had the most success when they used uh, – Mr. Trubisky as a running as a mobile quarterback and yeah exactly you know with with that offensive line Mac Jones would have been hurting real quick yeah and so yeah I mean we're we're looking at the tv and Mac Jones is on his phone I'm like oh gosh no and then it, it, the camera switches over I mean when he was when Mac Jones was on his phone I was like please do not get a phone call because apparently 
after his pro day or whatever, the Bears and him actually met. I think it was like twice or once, and they talked football. And I was like, oh, they, I mean, they did the same thing with Trubisky, and we look what happened. Um, but the camera on the TV then pans over to uh, Justin Fields' house. And I, I think I'm, I'm sure you've seen it. I'm sure you saw it. There was nobody sitting on the couch. His whole family and him were gone. I'm like, okay, did like, did, did they just get kidnapped? Are they being held hostage? What is going on? Why aren't they there? And I, all of a sudden, uh, his family starts entering the room. He enters the room. He hangs up the, I mean, he has the phone to his ear and he gets off and I'm like, no way. I'm like, this can't be happening. Like, like pinch me. Is this real? Is this about to happen? The guy comes up. First of all, I mean, uh, they're announcing like these other things. And so like, it's building up anticipation. I mean, my heart, dude, when I tell you, I probably wouldn't be here recording the podcast if there was more anticipation, because I would have had a heart attack. And so uh, the guy goes up and I'm like, please don't say, because I'm like, if this guy starts out our pick with Matt, I'm like, yeah, it's over. He says Justin Fields and dude, I legit, dude, I started, I mean, you saw my story on Snapchat. We started freaking out because it's like, dude, finally we pick a guy who has played in college, who has experience, who's tough, and who's a baller. I mean, he was in the Heisman, uh, like one of the fi- – was he? No, I don't think he was one of the finalists, but he was – I think he was. Was he? I think it was – yeah, I think it was him, uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, and Devontae Smith were the four finalists last oh, year. Oh, snap. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, I guess oh. – well, yeah, so we got him, and I was like, dude – amazing pick and like yes we have Andy Dalton and Nick Foles but I think that's the perfect situation for him I think uh one thing he does have to work on is apparently you know they were going over all of the quarterbacks in this draft and their throwing motions and apparently uh, uh Justin Fields his throwing motion is a half an inch no ha- not half an inch half a second slower than your average quarterback in the NFL right now so that's something that could be coached but He's surrounded by Andy Dalton and Nick Foles. I think those are two great mentors. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, (laughs) going off your story, when I was watching it myself and they were kind of hyping it up, like, is it going to be Mac Jones? Is it going to be Justin Fields? I was like, please let it be Justin Fields. Because obviously I was thinking uh, the opposite for the Patriots scheme to the Bears scheme. Like the Patriots – have always run that Tom Brady pocket passing scheme that I felt Mac Jones really fit well and kind of ran similar to when he was at Alabama. And there were a lot of talks of Justin Fields going to the Patriots. Uh, and I can see that being that the Cam Newton offense the Patriots now run is a very mobile one and very different from the Tom Brady one. And they might want to try and continue that to stay, you know, in tune with the rest of the league. But I just didn't like that system of offense last year. I didn't think it worked really well for us and, you know, the type of players that we got. So I was really hoping that you guys would take uh, um, Justin Fields <laughs> as soon as he, the guy – and, yeah, when he came up and was doing, all like, all the other announcements and stuff, and I was kind of freaking out. I'm like, oh, my God, make the damn pick. <laughs> dude yeah that's what we were saying we were like can you like hurry up bro because like i want to know who we got as quarterback yeah exactly and they did the same thing to me and the patriots when they were picking mac jones (laughs) i'm like oh 
seriously you're doing this to me right now just announce the pick i'm so stressed <laughs> but yeah i think i jumped out of my seat too when you guys got uh just feel snacks i was really i mean i was happy for you because i think it was a good pick for you guys but mostly i was happy that mac or just feels was off the board and it was almost a guarantee that we were going to get mac jones by at that point and that made me so happy and then when the announcement came i that was literally the most i've ever celebrated uh draft pick ever before in my life because i was just so happy it's it's uh almost a hope for the new future and i'm sure you're feeling that way with uh drafting justin fields like a chance for a good quarterback to bring a good future for your team oh yeah i definitely am and will he start probably not right away maybe halfway through the season but moving on to that pick of the patriots selecting mac jones I've seen it on social media, Twitter, TikTok. Dude, there's actually surprisingly a lot of uh, Patriot fans and other people doubting Mac Jones, actually saying that Patriots picking him was a bad pick. So can you defend your boy right now? And I know you said that the offense, I mean, I agree. The way they ran the Patriots offense with Tom Brady, it fit, and I think it could fit for Mac Jones too if they switch it back to how it was. Yeah. I can defend him. I can make a whole podcast defending Mac Jones here because uh, one, it's the Bill Belichick, Nick Saban system. You and I have talked about Bill Belichick and Nick Saban before, how they've, you know, there's two of the greatest coaches in the history of the sport of football. And they're very similar. They work together. They're very good friends. It is the perfect system for Mac Jones to be going into because it's almost exactly like the type that he had at Alabama with it's almost basically the same coach in the NFL, <laughs> if we're being honest. Uh, Mac Jones has great anticipation. He has great accuracy. He has great pocket presence. He's not the most mobile, and he's go- but he's going to the system with one of the greatest coaches to ever coach the game of football. There, he may not be perfect right now. You know, there's maybe some issues. You know, maybe some. I think he's got great decision making, but I know there's like been question decision making and saying that he's he was only really great at Alabama because of his receiving core. You know, he had some of the best receiving core around, but he still read defenses really well. And he's only gonna get better under Belichick. And he's got you know, Cam Newton may not be the best quarterback in the NFL, but he's still a great teacher and he's still a great uh motivator to learn from and so i think that system that he's going into is going to help him improve but he's already a great i think nfl caliber quarterback Uh, mobility doesn't matter for the patriots they'll find a way to make the offense work for him he's accurate too oh yeah he's some of the throws i saw him make at alabama like the ball was always on a dime and i think he had some of the best completion percentages in uh, the NCAA, like last year, I think overall, I think his completion percentage might have been better than Trevor Lawrence's. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was funny because like I was almost trying to scare you and mess with you too before the Mac Jones pick because I saw rumors that maybe the Saints or somebody wanted to move up to snag him. So I was like, uh oh. And I'm I'm sure – I mean, were you afraid at all before the Patriots pick with, like, some of the other teams that were ahead of you guys that they could – obviously, Minnesota and the Chargers weren't going to pick – or the Cowboys, they weren't going to pick a quarterback. 
But were you afraid that a team was going to trade up and snag him away, like maybe the Washington football team um, or anybody else? Were you kind of like afraid of that? I think once we got uh, past the Broncos, that's when I felt started feeling good that we were going to get either Mac Jones or Justin Fields. Like we were going to get one of the better quarterbacks because I didn't, I couldn't see any of the other teams. Uh, Picking him. I was when you started messing with me, that got me worried. I didn't think about that until you started texting me about like the Saints. But I mean, the Saints didn't pick a quarterback until today. Like, I think just around yeah. like uh, the fifth round, they finally picked the quarterback. So clearly that was not a threat. But you, you messing with me got me going. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was kind of bogus because I know you were cheering on for, you know, the Justin Fields, but I was like, you know, I really. Uh, you know, it was really kind of rumors, you know, circulating. And I, I guess I was just trying to hype you up, build some uh, anticipation, get that climax going of what was going to happen. Because, I mean, honestly, that would have been kind of bad if a team would have traded up and got Mac Jones, because then what would have the Patriots have done in that situation? I think we would have had a, uh, you know, honestly, I don't know. I, there were still other great quarterbacks in the draft. You know, I think uh, – Kellen Mond from uh, Texas A&M. Yeah, he, he didn't go yeah. until, uh, was it yesterday or was it today? Uh, it, was yesterday. it was yesterday, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's him. So I think we would have still got a decent quarterback, but I don't think it would have fit our, our system as good as Mac Jones had. Uh, but, I mean, hey, we got him, so there's no need to worry about it now for us. But I will throw this out there. Uh, the Texans drafted a quarterback in early in the third round. What do you think that means for the Deshaun Watson situation? Uh, it's funny you bring that up because uh, we were talking about how the Bears, they had the Bears selecting Davis Mills out of Stanford. In the earlier mock drafts, it was more of the earlier prototypes. And I was like, First of all, you know, I'm not a huge college football guy. Like, I'll know the big stars and stuff. But I'm like, who the heck is this guy? And so I, like, looked at his stats, and I'm, his stats were, like, awful. And I'm like, uh, I mean, not awful. Uh, okay, for, like, he's only played, what, like a year or so? And I'm like, uh, why are you doing this to us? Like, do not give Ryan Pace any ideas. Do not try to, you know, prove yourself and select a no-name quarterback and then turn him into a star because, I mean, we tried doing that with Trubisky, and it didn't happen. And by the way, that whole Trubisky thing is it's it's a it's a nightmare. It's a lost memory, kind of like the whole Ryan Newsom or not Ryan News Ryan Newman. It's a deleted chapter from that book, Mitch Trubisky. You know, people could stop bringing that up. <laughs> well, I, um, just just a quick side note on the subject of Mitch Trubisky. I think it's a total Bills move to sign Mitch Trubisky during the free agency period. Uh, you know, they already had the Josh Allen star quarterback looking like he's going to be the quarterback for the future. And, you know, I think they drafted Jake Fromm last year, who you know, was one of the better quarterbacks in last year's draft, in my opinion. So they didn't really need to pick up a quarterback, and yet they still go and sign Mitch Trubisky. Um, I think they could have put that money somewhere else. That, that was just a total Bills move, and I think Trubisky should have gone somewhere else. But I'm sure you're happy to just see him go. <laughs> Oh, Trubisky will probably start for the Bills this year. 
No Wait, doubt. you really think so? <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> you said that so seriously. You had me going. I'm like, wait, there's yeah, no just way imagined. he's starting over Josh Allen. Um, I mean, it would be a Bills thing to do to play Mr. Bisky over Josh Allen. <laughs> but yeah, the the Davis Mills thing, um, back to that. I mean, if Watson I, I I don't know. This is tricky. I, I would have seen it if the Texans would have picked a more like competent quarterback, like a more like Kellen Mond or one of those guys. I could see them moving on from Watson, but that was a very odd move. It was very odd. I was very confused. I was like, wait, what? Like, I understand the whole Deshaun and Watson situation right now that's going on, all this drama. Um, him probably going to sit out, but it's like, okay, well, you should have probably picked a better quarterback right there because Davis Mills, yes, he, you know, they're the, the, um, Mel Kuyper and all these other guys, they said that he could be a, like, he has what it takes to be an NFL quarterback. He just has to have more experience, more playing time and stuff. And so it was a very weird pick. Um, and speaking of weird picks or not, I guess not weird, but like odd pick was, uh, you know, the Steelers in the first round when they picked Najee Harris. I know uh, I had friends and stuff say that they should have actually went offensive line. I mean, what do you think? He was a really good Alabama running back, and he went to the Steelers. I mean, they lost James Conner, so it made sense, right? Yeah, that's kind of – I thought it was a really good pick for them. Najee Harris was definitely one of the best running backs in this year's draft. And, you know – more offensive line definitely wouldn't have hurt them. You can never go wrong with building up an offensive line. You know, that's where plays are won and lost is at the offensive line. So, you know, it wouldn't have hurt them. But I think at that point in the draft, he was still available. I I believe I texted multiple people. I'm like, I can't believe Najee Harris has not been taken yet. And then I think right after I texted that, he got drafted. So I'm like, clearly – if someone just wants to get drafted, they need to tell me I need a text about them and they'll get drafted. So, um, yeah, you know, he's, a, uh, there's a lot of comparisons going around about him and Le'Veon Bell, like the patience that they have as running backs and, uh, you know, just the overall skill set that those two have. So I think he's going to fit that Steeler system perfectly. And it was absolute great pick for the Steelers. I, I just can't believe that he, uh, he didn't go earlier, honestly. You know, is it fair to say that Najee Harris is like a little miniature um, Derrick Henry 2.0? <laughs> I feel honestly, like that's fair. He, he might. Just one that can jump higher than Derrick Henry because that hurdle he pulled on against Notre Dame was the most insane hurdle I've ever seen in my life. He oh, yeah, a for sure. Man. <laughs> yeah, and his he pulled some of the most amazing just juke moves, and he doesn't look like a very shifty back, you know, he's, he doesn't look like the Dion Lewis or James White. Now one move and make a two guys fly right past him. But he pulled like that spin move against the Florida Gators. And it was one of the nastiest spin moves I've ever seen. The defender literally, I think ran out of bounds because he couldn't stop in time to get Najee. So, you know, he, he does have that shifty shiftiness that Le'Veon Bell brought, but also that just, big bulk of Derrick Henry that I think honestly if he continues like to grow and develop in the NFL he might end up being better than Derrick Henry whoa that's bold man that's bold I know 
I know it's bold, but it is. I honestly believe that Najee Harris could be better than Derrick Henry if he uh, gets the right system and you yeah. know grows and develops. As and I think the Steelers are perfect for him to do that. Now on the topic of running backs, uh, I don't know how you felt about this, but when the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, they picked right after him and selected uh, what's his name, Tra- was it Travis? Travis Etienne? Something, uh, the running back from Clemson. You probably, you, oh, you Tra- Travis Etienne? Yeah, Etienne. That was surprising for me because the the Jaguars already have um, uh, James Robinson, and he was undrafted, but he played per- – like he was a really good running back for them. So I'm surprised they went running back again instead of getting like maybe offensive line or maybe just maybe a receiver, but mostly offensive line. That was like really shocking to me. Yeah, but Travis Etienne, honestly, uh, him and uh, Najee Harris, in my opinion, were the best two running backs in this draft. Uh, watching a bull play in college, uh, they were electric. Uh, they were playing like big game changers, made some of the biggest plays when they had to be made. So, you know, he was still on the board at that time. And you had that Trevor Lawrence connection. I think uh, I couldn't see how the Jaguars could possibly pass that up. But I think it was an excellent pick for them, even though, you know, they have uh, Robinson already. You know, I think it's a good way to grow and develop ETN under Robinson and, you know, also get push Robinson to compete more and be better. I think at the end of the day, a lot of these picks, you know, for a lot of players at this position, when you see a guy get drafted in your position, you almost feel like it's like, okay, are they trying to want me out and this is the guy that's going to replace me? You know, it's a little bit of a motivation to work harder. So at the end, there's no way you can really go wrong. You either have a great running back for the future or you're going to have your starting running back work even harder to be better. Yeah, I like that. And then, and I guess it's, you know, now that you say all this, I guess it's not horrible. You have that chemistry now that's already existing um, but it also gives that one-two punch. Like, you'll have James Robinson, and then you'll have Travis. You know, like, I think every team needs that. Like, a big running back and, a, you know, another kind of, like, secondary running back that's going to, you know, especially as a rookie, do some damage to some of the heavy lifting with the ball and stuff. On the topic of the Jaguars, Tim Tebow trying out his tight end? Question mark? You heard that? You heard about that stuff? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Honestly, really surprised me. <laughs> yeah, I was I was shocked to find that out. Um, I haven't seen any footage of him yet on how it went, so I don't I don't want to speak too much. But I don't know if he's still got that as mobile as he was back in Denver and uh, Florida, and uh, he definitely looks bigger than he was. But I don't know if tight end would be the right spot for him. But I guess we'll find out if it went well or not quick side note the patriots are on the clock right now <laughs> yeah i'm paying attention to that yeah. i was actually just about to bring up for you because yep. uh the last round uh the patriots drafted a running back and i didn't think that was a really great pick because we we're already stocked at the running back position you know we already got damien harris Tony michelle james white uh yeah i don't know if we re-signed rex burkhead or not uh, I think he was a free agent this year, but you know, we were, and we also had uh, uh, this one guy who, who was really turning it up towards the end of the year. So we, I felt like we were stocked and we didn't really need to draft a running back. 
So I was just curious, who do you think has been uh, the worst pick for a team in the draft so far? Uh, worst pick uh, so far, I think if we've like focused on the earlier rounds, I'm sorry to do this to you, but um, not you, uh, Brenton, but I'm going to say Davis Mills. I think that was probably the worst pick. If I'm looking yeah. at both of these uh, rounds here, let me see. I'm trying to look at both of these rounds. I want to say that was a really not needed pick by them. They kind of blew it, it on that. Yeah, I, I kind of got to agree with you there. Uh, you know, out of the quarterbacks, if they wanted a quarterback, Kellen Mond was taken right in front of them by the Vikings. I don't think the Vikings were, you know, they waited until the second round or third round to pick up a quarterback. So I don't think they were really wanting, like desperately wanting a new quarterback. It was kind of just reassurance for uh, the future if Kirk they decide to get rid of Kirk Cousins. So I think they could have traded to get, you know, even with the Vikings to get Kellen Mond, who I think would have been a better pick for them. Instead of Davis Mills, who, like you already mentioned, only played like one year. And uh, I remember the commentators last night saying they really think he should have stayed in school and played another year. <clears throat> Trubisky 2.0. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. It has to be. Cameron Cameron McGrone, Michigan linebacker. That's not bad. Is that who the Patriots selected right now? Yeah, that's just oh, who that's okay. who we just selected. So now we got uh That's not bad. Uh no, we got uh the other Michigan linebacker, Chase Winovich. So now we got two Michigan Chase linebackers. Winovich is good, yeah. Yeah. Um uh, but uh, yeah, but and I can understand why the Texans wanted a quarterback. There's so much un, like unsure with Deshaun Watson, whether he'll be in Houston or whether he'll even play next year, given his current situation. So I can understand why the Texans would want a quarterback, but I think there were better options available that they could have easily traded up for instead of taking Davis Mills. Yeah, that's what I felt. They definitely could have traded up. I mean – I mean, this is what I think. I'm pretty sure that was their first pick. Was that their first perk? Uh, perk? Is that their uh, was that their first pick of the draft, or did they pick earlier? No, I think you're right. That was their first pick. So yeah, they had so, a first or second round pick. Oh my gosh! See, like it's their first pick, and then they pick a quarterback, and it's like, no, you don't do that. And if you do, you don't pick Davis Mills. What's his? Oh wow! You want to know what his NFL comparison is to? I think it was Kirk Cousins, wasn't it? No. Nah. Well, maybe you heard that from another source, but here on or on the NFL app, it says his comparison. It's Jared Stidham. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's even worse. Oh, my gosh. Like, don't get me wrong. I like Jared Stidham just because he's the Patriots. But in the games that he came in, he was very inconsistent. And if this is the guy that the Texans are looking to replace Deshaun Watson with, I'm sorry, Texans fans, but you might be looking at the first overall pick next year. <laughs> oh, for sure. Okay. Now, you know, as we look into these other rounds here, we kind of we're, we're still on the first round. Let's see. We I spoke about Travis. That's where we kind of left off. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, Rashad Bateman. I like that pick. I mean, the Ravens needed some receivers, and they got Rashad Bateman, and apparently he's a really good receiver out of Minnesota. So I like that pick. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I didn't really see any weapons that stood out for me in Baltimore, and I think that kind of hurt them. 
late last year. So I would agree. That's a really good pick. The Ravens definitely needed that one. Uh, what do you think about the Buccaneers drafting a quarterback? I think late oh, in man. the second round or yeah, I think it was late in the second round, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kyle Trask. And Come I on, Brenton. I was going to freaking bring that up, man. Cause <laughs> you know, I, I know where you're going. I know where you're going. This was that pick was honestly the most, if I'm, if I were to say, what was the most, if someone were to ask me like you, what was the most shocking, you know, pick of the draft? Like what was the most shocking moment? I would say it was the Kyle Trask because I was not expecting that at all. I wonder how Brady feels. I'm sure Brady doesn't feel threatened by Kyle Trask, but um, you know, I think it was honestly a good pick when you think about the future. When we're looking at the future, I think it's a really great pick. And dude, you're sitting, you're literally sitting behind one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And yeah, I'm gonna say that because dude, Tom Brady was like such a late pick in the draft, and and no one thought he was gonna be a superstar. And there he is. I think honestly, Kyle Trask has some. You know what? Let me pull up his comparison. I'm curious, but I I think it's a really great pick by them, and he gets a sit behind Tom Brady. Not really mobile, Kyle Trask, but sitting behind Tom Brady, same kind of play. I think that was amazing. I'm pulling up their comparison. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I think – I don't know what his NFL comparison is going to be, but I see a lot of similarity to him and uh, who's the Saints backup quarterback? Uh, uh, Taysom Hill? Yes. You know, just the big stocky build uh, when oh, I watch wow. – some of the Florida games, uh, he kind of he just ran through guys. He was like big enough. Uh, this, I think in Alabama game, he was it was a goal line situation. He just ran right this, through the line, no problem. This comparison is weird. It NFL it's Brad Johnson. Uh, I don't know who that is. I, yeah, I'm like, who the heck is that? But let's ignore that comparison. But yeah, your comparison is fair. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I only see the upside. You you talked about the future. Um, you know, Brady, obviously, you know, unless avocado ice cream is more pow- powerful than we think, isn't going to play forever. <laughs> and so eventually, unfortunately, I hate to say in the near future, I think Brady will no longer be in the NFL. But so the, the, the Bucks got to look to, you know, towards the future and getting a quarterback now who can learn under Tom Brady is probably their best bet because Brady has so much wisdom that he can teach anyone and at any position especially a quarterback so you know i saw in a couple or like in a couple scenarios like a lot of people did expect tampa to maybe take a quarterback late in the draft you know they said like it wouldn't be surprising if tampa picked a quarterback and so uh, i'm not i'm not as shocked as you are about that pick but i think it's a good one for them and ultimately it's just another example of a quarterback the Texans could have probably easily traded up for to get who I think would have been better than Davis Mills dude oh my gosh you didn't even dude I didn't even realize that because what the Texans pick yeah David they I don't even think well did they have to trade up yeah they they would have yeah, they, they would have yeah, had to trade up a little bit, but dude, what the heck? I didn't think about that. Yeah, that would have been the ideal situation if you're going for a quarterback. I mean, Kyle Trask, out of those remaining, him and Kellen Mond were like the top yeah, ones. And, yeah, I think even Kellen Mond reminds me of Deshaun Watson a little bit, just yeah, like that his been mobility a, yeah. and his ability to throw on the run. So, 
really either one would have been better for them. All they really had to do is just trade up a couple spots, and I can't see that had costing them too much. But you know, in the end, it didn't work out. Maybe they're trying to tank for uh, Talia Tungabubba. Yeah, it's it's weird, man. The Texans are weird. That GM is. I'm pretty sure. Didn't the, I think that GM was a former Patriots uh, staff, uh, wasn't he? Was it? Was it? Uh, well, they've had two former Patriot coaches on. Um, as both have served as their head coach, uh, one was Nick uh, uh, Casario. Yeah, I think he was former Patriots too. Yeah, he is. He there's a picture of him wearing a uh, Patriots like stuff and press conference. <laughs> yeah, well there you go. No wonder Belichick didn't want him if he was making these moves. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean imagine Bill. I mean Bill took it in his own hands. I you know for a while for a long time. I was I I didn't think Bill was the GM also, but apparently he is. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's so much as he's a GM or is or, than it is just what he says goes. Because who's going to argue with the greatest coach of all time? <laughs> That's very but, true. Yeah. All right. No, uh, looking at these uh, later picks, uh, I gotta say the most shocking one position that or shocking guy I have not seen go yet. Uh, honestly, I got to go with um, Dylan Moses from Alabama. I am genuinely surprised that he has not gone yet because I think he was a good leader, good playmaker for Alabama. And, you know, I've been checking him. <laughs> I've double-checked to make sure that he's in this draft class. And every source I've checked says he is. He so still I, hasn't been drafted yet? No, I have not seen him oh, yet wow. picked yet. And I'm honestly surprised that he hasn't because he was a playmaker at Alabama. So, yeah, I just gotta ask, who weird. do you, who are you most surprised that hasn't been drafted yet? I mean, we we are only in the uh, fifth round, I believe. Fifth, yeah. So there's still plenty of more picks to come, but you know, still, just curious, who do you think uh, hasn't been drafted yet that should? Um, I mean, like I said, I, I I'm not a huge college guy, so I'm not sure like who's still left. But, like, I know I was, like, yesterday, uh, last night, and kind of today, I was shocked about, um, you know, this is, like, past tense. They, these guys are drafted already, but I was surprised about Tylon Wallace out of Oklahoma State when he wasn't off the board yet. And I was kind of like, wow, like, this guy, you know, I, I made a TikTok video about him kind of as, like, replacements for Allen Robinson. And his stats look good. I mean, king of contested catches, apparently. And then I was also surprised about Sean Wade, the corner out of Ohio State. I mean, he was picked up today just earlier, so he's off the board. Um, not really sure. You know, it's interesting that you point out the Moses, yeah, because I've heard his name definitely before. He's, you know, he's really good at Alabama, so you, you kind of wonder, like, what's going on? Why is he not being picked? But when you look out here in, the, in, this, in this draft today, there's a lot of uh, defense being drafted here. A lot of defense. Yeah, and yeah, that's uh, kind of surprising that he hasn't been one of those defense guys. I can't. I, I'm not sure if he suffered an injury last year. I can't remember. I'd have to double check on that one. Uh, I think he definitely. I definitely remember him suffering an an injury two years ago. But you know, he's still. I remember how vital he was to the Alabama defense being a big leader for them. So, you know, it's 
it's just really surprising to me that he hasn't been picked yeah. yet. Quick question. But yeah. How did you feel about the Cardinals drafting Rondale Moore? I love Rondale Moore. He was honestly, in my opinion, the best player that Purdue had. Uh, he made I, he made some of the most incredible incredible plays I've ever seen against, you know, I hate to hurt your feelings, but against Ohio State. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. I think he broke out of three tackles when he should have been wrapped up five yards. Yeah. Like after a five yard gain and ran it for a touchdown in that upset win two years ago. Um, I, 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 my bad. I lost you, but you were saying, uh, super, you know, they could be Super Bowl champions and stuff. What, what was some of the other stuff you, uh, you said? Cause it kind of cut out. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got to think back real quick. Um, oh, you're good. You're yeah, good. You're good. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just, he's such a speedster, such a big playmaker. Anywhere you put him on the field, uh, he can catch, he can run. Uh, so no matter where you put him at, he's going to be a, a big playmaker. And with him, you know, Kyler Murray's a baller. The, DeAndre Hopkins, we all know, like, his legendary status. And now with the addition of J.J. Watt last year, Arizona is going to be, I'm calling it right now, Arizona is going to be one of the most dangerous teams in the NFL next year. I 100% agree with that. When I saw they picked Rondale Moore, that was honestly the best pick for them because, you know, as you mentioned, I mean, like, you look at their starting receiver core, A.J. Green, DeAndre Hopkins. Now you have Rondale Moore. Larry Fitzgerald, is he's not on the depth chart. I'm not sure if he's officially retired, but. Um, yeah, I've been. I haven't heard anything about an official retirement from him. Uh, I would be deciding. Su- yeah, I, I'd be surprised if he didn't, because last year was not his best year. But it would be really. He's one player that it would be really sad to see go without getting a Super Bowl ring, because he definitely deserved one. Yeah, I agree. Um, back to Rondell Moore. You know, his height has been like the huge criticism, but um, that vertical, though, that vertical was insane at his pro day. I was, all, I mean, ESPN posted it. I mean, that was a crazy vertical. It was like 50 inches or so. Yeah. I mean, size, he should, he's the ultimate epitome of like what we talked about earlier. Size does not really matter. Uh, you know, he may be small, but he's still got the crazy vert. And, at the end of the day, I think his speed is going to be what kills teams the most. And Arizona Cardinals are, in my opinion, are one of the fastest teams in the league. That whole AFC or NFC West is just full of speed, you know, with the Seahawks, the Rams, and yep. uh, the Cardinals. So, you know, I think for him, to, he's one that he's a guy that I think easily could have gone in the first round and uh, is probably the best player to come out of Purdue since. I want to say even Drew Brees, you know, maybe even, maybe I'll take it back and go since Rob Ninkovich, uh, he was a linebacker out of Purdue that played for the yeah. Patriots for a while. Uh, but he was the best, best player I've seen at Purdue in a long time. And I hope he has a great career. And honestly, I think he really should have even gone in the first round cause he's that good and will be that dangerous for, uh, the Cardinals. He got hurt, didn't he, at uh, Purdue? Was it this year? Or did he – something happened. Yeah, I think he suffered an injury uh, this past year, which probably is what dropped his stock down a lot. But still, I just – They'll regret you that. Watch, 
Yeah, exactly. Because if you watch this dude play, he is an absolute baller, and I loved watching him play at Purdue. And uh, you know, he he's gonna ball out in Arizona. That's guaranteed. I think that's a great fit for him. Too. It is. Yep, it is because you look at the Cardinals' offense and how fast paced they are with Kyler Murray. It's it's gonna you know oh man I can't wait to see those play actions because like how are you gonna oh. stop DeAndre Hopkins and Rondale Moore I mean you're gonna have these speedsters all over the field I mean who are you gonna cover someone's gonna yeah exactly yeah you got guys that can catch the fifty fifty balls and now you got a guy that you can fake and end around two plus not to mention Kyler Murray can run himself. <laughs> You know, this is exactly. like giving Russell Wilson, Randy Moss, and uh, Calvin Johnson on the same team. And then also throwing in uh, – uh, oh, shoot. <laughs> I'm trying to do that. Uh, Chris Johnson, uh, the old Tennessee Titans running back. You know, just yeah. giving him speed and guys that can catch that are basically unstoppable along with a quarterback that is accurate, a big playmaker, and can run himself, you know, Arizona is looking hot already for next year. All right. So that was our NFL 2021 draft um, segment right there in the books. Covered the first round, some of the second round shocking picks. Um, you know, just just recap the draft and this amazing draft class. We're going to take a quick break here. Um and we will be back in a few seconds. So stay tuned. Got the next segment up coming up talking about Aaron Rodgers and trouble in the Bay. Let's go. And we are out of here for now. We'll be right back. Okay, we are back from break. Going to be talking about our second topic for the podcast. Episode 11. Packer fans. You might as well close your ears, man. Don't even listen to it because I know it's heartbreaking. But me and Brenton are here to break the news if you haven't heard it by chance and to also expand on it because Brenton here has some new facts to present today about the situation. Um, But kicking off, trouble in Green Bay right now. Trouble in the Bay, as I like to say. I like that. I like to add dramatic titles. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely... A good title to add. I mean, it fits yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys didn't know, Aaron Rodgers and Brenton, feel free to expand on it too. Um, Aaron Rodgers, uh, I think it was the day of the draft, uh, like three hours before or so, maybe four. Um, it was revealed that Aaron Rodgers was not interested in coming back to Green Bay. Um, he didn't want to be there. That's what he told some of the people there in the organization. Um, apparently, you know, I was watching the Pat McAfee show, uh, a really good podcast too. Um, and they broke it down. There was an article by, I think Adam Schefter who kind of expanded on it. And he said that apparently the president, I think of the Packers GM, a few guys flew out individually at separate times to convince Rogers. And in the article, I think a, a important thing to point out is it said, uh, we did what we could, which, I mean, that sounds like, oh, oh, like, okay, well, we did everything we can. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers still didn't budge on anything. And with this draft coming up, um, you know, it was, it was, it was, uh, whatchamacallit, it was uh, kind of 
almost expected that maybe he could be traded um, in the draft before the draft or even after the first round that night. Um, but nothing has really broken yet with trade. But Brenton, what do you got for us um, regarding today and new um, kind of details that came out during this? Yeah, so uh, the Packers have been drafting guys that might make Aaron Rodgers happy. Like they drafted uh, a new center. They drafted a new wide receiver. uh, They drafted a new defensive back, I think, in the first three rounds. Uh, And today I saw uh, from a reliable source that Aaron Rodgers wants the GM fired. And I believe that's the big thing that's, yeah, keeping him from – uh, wanting to be back in Green Bay. he's I guess he's fed yeah. up with the management. Uh, clearly, Green Bay still wants him. Otherwise, I think they would have made a move to get a new quarterback in this draft. Yeah, I mean, there you go then. I mean, if he yeah. if he wants the GM fired, I mean, you have a, this is your opportunity to keep him now. Yeah, exactly. This could be an uh, opportunity. Yeah, so, but, you know, there's still the rumors going around because – Obviously, I haven't heard the Packers have make any decisions on whether they want to let their GM go or let Rodgers go. Uh, but the Broncos have been staying open at the quarterback position. Obviously, they made the move to get Teddy Bridgewater in free agency. Uh, but obviously, <laughs> Teddy Br- Bridgewater is not the quarterback of the future by any means, in my opinion. Uh, and they could have made... I know I saw one video of a Broncos fan really upset when the Broncos had the uh, ninth overall pick and pick Patrick Sertan over a quarterback. Um, so I think the Broncos are trying to keep their doors open for the possibility of getting Aaron Rodgers yeah. in a si- situation that uh, he wants out. But yeah. the, that's the big development I saw today is that Rodgers wants the GM fired. And uh, the NFL Network scared Packers fans by saying Eric Rogers was in a tweet today, but it's just a picture of him at the Kentucky Derby. Oh, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> dude, I honestly thought we're about to see Bill Belichick and Aaron Rodgers team up. That's what I thought was going to happen. I thought the Patriots were about to go snag him away. And I was like, I, I don't think Rodgers would be opposed to that. That would actually be crazy if he did that. How that dangerous would that? How dangerous would that have been, though? Dude, that would have yeah. been crazy. I don't think it would have been a long-term solution because obviously Aaron Rodgers is one of the older older players in the NFL. Yeah, but for at least a couple of years, that would have been dangerous, really dangerous, especially for AFC East teams. Um, I know there was also that. Apparently, it was a reliable source. I saw that the, the 49ers were calling about him. Um, that wasn't true, I guess. I don't know. The 49ers, that would be bad, too, because, I mean, they skipped out on him in the uh, – what year was it? I, I forgot what year, but it was the year they drafted Alex Smith. And apparently, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he grew up uh, in the Bay Area, loved the 49ers. Um, yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers even went to Caltech, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he went to a, a school out there. Um, but yeah, crazy details, crazy details that Aaron Rodgers wants to leave. I mean, I you know I had brought this up. I mean, how wide you know if Aaron Rodgers does leave, like let's say that that scenario does happen, how far open does it open up 
the the NFC uh, the NFC North division. I mean, like that's going to open it up wide. It has to. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, or the taking. The Packers have been probably one of the more dominant teams in the NFCs, and obviously the years that they didn't win the NFC or the NFC North. I'm sorry, the NFC North, and obviously the years they didn't win the NFC North. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was. Uh, hurt, you know, he suffered uh, a couple collarbone injuries, uh, a couple leg injuries, uh, and you know, Chicago and Minnesota, especially, were able to take advantage of those. Obviously, Detroit has not been in position to oh, do anything. Oh, yeah, Detroit's not even in the conversation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Detroit fans, but you got some work to do there. Uh, yeah. But, you know, for at least the Bears and the Vikings, this is a big opportunity to capitalize. Um, I think the Bears are probably in a better position to do that than the Vikings, especially with the Thank addition you. of Justin Fields. <laughs> of course, bro. Of course. Uh, <laughs> just because, uh, you know, I mean, we'll see how Justin Fields does, but from what I've seen already, Justin Fields, in my opinion, will be a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. And, uh, you know, I think yeah. if the Bears make a move and pay Allen Robinson the money that he deserves, yeah, then uh, he'll, you know, you give Justin Fields some weapons, uh, obviously build up that line to protect him and, uh, you know, maybe make some better moves on defense because I don't like that. I, it was it Kyle Fuller that they lost during free agency. Yeah, it was they Kyle Fuller, yep. They lost yeah. him to the Broncos. Go figure. Yeah. Yeah, the Broncos are making moves too. Uh, but, you know, so I don't like that move. But I think if the Packers did lose Aaron Rodgers, the Bears are probably in the best position to capitalize. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, you know, as you said earlier, the, the, the Packers – you know, Packer fans might some of them might think differently. I think they had a good draft this this year. I mean, they they got the corner Stokes apparently, and he's a solid corner. I mean, if you pair him up opposite of Jair Alexander, I think that's a great duo. Stokes has a lot to uh, build off of. Um, but I loved. Uh, I'm a Bears fan, but hey, hey, our podcast is unbiased, so I'm throwing that out the window. It's unbiased. I like the pick that the Packers made with Amari Rogers. The I think that's his name, the Clemson receiver. I think that was a solid pick, and and they needed another kind of like solid receiver. They drafted uh, uh Alex Mack. Maybe that's just a name that just popped into my head. But the center, I think it was from Ohio State. So I think that was a good draft. Amari Rogers, though, that Clemson receiver, I think it was a solid pick. I mean, you pair him up with. Devontae Adams and Marquez Valdez Scantling and uh, the other guy, I forgot the other guy, uh, Lazard. But yeah, solid pick. I think it was, they haven't had a, a like a disappointing draft. I know it seems disappointing to a lot of fans, but I, I don't know. I, I tend to disagree. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think the Packers have made the moves where they need to be made. And picking Amari Rodgers in the third round was definitely getting more hurt getting a guy who easily was a second rounder in my opinion, you know, definitely an explosive receiver from what I watched of him when he was at Clemson. So they got a great pick with him. And you know, I think the one thing that was most brutally obvious when watching that NFC championship game was that the Packers needed 
to make a move on in that secondary on, on that defense. Cause uh, I can't remember who it was, Yeah, but that guy was getting torched every single play. Oh, uh, was, was it, was it the King? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's yeah. his full name? Hold on. What's his, it always bothers me when I can't get their full name. Oh, yeah. Kevin King, Kevin King. Yeah. Yeah. He, yep. Brady torched him on like every single play. And I, I think he did end up with an interception that was off a tip pass from in that game. But, you know, when you're making, when you're getting burned every play in the first half, you're hurting your team. And it made it almost insurmountable for the Packers to be able to overcome that deficit in the NFC Championship game. So they needed to revamp that secondary. And then I, uh, I believe they lost their center during free agency. This past, yep, this past to the Chargers. yeah. So they definitely needed to draft a new offensive lineman and new center. Uh, and you know they got to if Aaron Rodgers does stay, you got to build up that line to protect him. He can't be taking those hits that he has been taking in the past that you know have cost him serious injuries. So I agree with you that the Packers have definitely had, in my opinion, I think it's been a pretty good draft for them. Uh, I haven't been paying too much attention to how their later round picks have gone but um at least their first three three round picks i think i like a lot yeah i you know i agree you you have to build up that old line but i mean other than that like they they have a chance to keep aaron Rodgers. it's just a matter of are you going to meet his demands um or is it jordan loves time to step up here that's that's another that's another um thing and whoa okay I, there's an instagram post right here by lambo leapers and uh, of course maybe the, i mean they have 58.6k but it says um oh no 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 nope this this is a confirmed report by ian rapaport i mean it was a day ago but it's retirement is a possibility for aaron Rodgers. But yeah, it cost I them. forgot to bring that up. I, I remember saying that. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Because, I mean, he was a host on Jeopardy, wasn't he? He could take that spot. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he was a guest host recently. And he's going to be that way for a couple episodes. <laughs> Dude, yeah. But, but I mean, to end off the, the topic, and you can expand off this too, is like, it's not the end of the world. I, I think they seriously can keep... Aaron Rodgers in the Bay, in Green Bay specifically. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, is the president, because I'm pretty sure the president is in charge of like the GM stuff. Um, is the president going to turn his back on the GM now and be like, hey, man, sorry, but Aaron Rodgers wants you out of here. So we want to keep Rodgers. So we got to let you go. So see ya. Maybe come back yeah. in, a, in a, you know, spy outfit, come back in like a. <laughs> Um, in the mustache and trench yeah, coat. Yeah, come back in uh, disguise and maybe you can stay. But other than that, you got to get the hell out of Green Bay because we're bringing back Rodgers. Yeah, I, I think, you know, Rodgers is coming off an MVP season. So he's still a very dominant quarterback and there's a lot of incentive there to keep him. Obviously, he, he ain't going to be around for, you know, 10 more years most likely, but he's still playing at a very dominant level and it's hard to let just let that walk uh but at the same time this is nothing new to green bay 
this is very similar, in my opinion, to what they went through when they lost Brett Favre. You know, uh, Favre reti- retired and uh, then came out of retirement and said, hey, I want back. But, you know, the Packers just didn't have any room for him because they uh, wanted to ramp up Aaron Rodgers. Maybe this is similar to Rodgers saying, I want out. And yeah. Packers just saying, okay, you're out. <laughs> and bringing up Jordan Love. Mm-mm-mm. Interesting developments, man. And I think in the upcoming days, we're going to see what happens. But this is definitely one of the most interesting topics to follow here because, I mean, that's just breaking, man. We're talking about a freaking star quarterback who could be leaving his long life team. So that's crazy. We'll we'll see what happens. We'll see if the Broncos select our, our trade for him. We'll see if Aaron Rodgers returns or if he retires Three possibilities, trade, retire, or stay. We'll see what happens. We're going into another break. That was us talking about the Green Bay Packers and the trouble in the Bay with Aaron Rodgers. Our next segment here coming up in a few seconds, probably even a second on your end, is we're gonna we received questions from all the people following the football with Milo Instagram, and we're gonna answer your questions related to the draft and NFL in general. Can't wait to jump into this. Brenton, are you excited? I know you're excited. We got questions, man. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm, you haven't told me what these are, what these questions are. So yep, I, I'm, I'm surprised, you, man. Ones. You better be ready. You better be <laughs> oh, ready. I'm ready. You, you already know I'm ready. All right, let's do it, man. All right, we'll see you guys in a few seconds. We are back here. For our last and best segment here, because we have finally gotten the viewers, or not really viewers, but listeners involved here with the Football with Milo podcast. We asked you guys to send in some questions because the NFL draft is happening currently, and um, it's been an exciting draft. Uh, So we asked you guys to send in some questions about the draft, um, because most of these questions are about the draft, and... um, Questions about the NFL. So kicking off here, and I guess we can do it. Um, I'll bring up the question, and Brenton, you can uh, you can start us off here. Or, yeah, we let, let's just talk about this one. This is an interesting question here, and the question is by E Crystal Seventeen. Best Justin Fields comparison. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Whew. I mean, I kind of thought about this earlier. Yeah, sorry, I kind of got yeah. a pre-glimpse, but... You know, I know he's new, but I'm going to go Kyler Murray. Just because okay. uh, that's, that's Justin fair. Fields isn't the tallest quarterback, but he's really fast, really elusive, very accurate with his throws. Uh, I see a lot, a lot of similar similarities to him and Kyler Murray. Mm, that's interesting. That That's really interesting. I said Cam Newton. That's who I would say. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say Cam Newton just because, like, they're almost similar. Um, I want to say – I mean, obviously, they might be similar in height and weight, but mostly height. I know that's a small, like, detail, but uh, – I feel like uh, also Kyler Murray and uh, Justin Fields' throwing motions are very similar. I think Kyler Murray's oh, yeah. a bit you think faster. similar, though? Yeah, yeah I, I just think like the way they go about the motion throwing is very similar. I think Kyler Murray is just a little bit faster on his release than 
Justin hmm. Fields usually is, but I'm sure that'll that's, change uh, with time. That's a very interesting comparison. I didn't even think about it like that. I guess like Kyler Murray is a little more faster, but they do kind of play the same. Yeah, I, that, I don't think there's that, anyone as fast at, at the quarterback position in the NFL than Kyler Murray. I I don't know. I said Cam Newton because I think they're both similar in the way of they how they play in a way. Um, I know that probably sounded weird. Uh, they both have similar type of play. I think like Cam Newton and Justin Fields are both tough quarterbacks. I mean, we saw Justin Fields when he got um, absolutely wrecked on that one play. I think it was versus Clemson when he uh, cracked his ribs and he still stayed in the game against Michigan. I think it was with his knee. He just braced it up and went back out there. They're both tough. I think they both have the same style of play. If a play's not there, they take off for the run. But yeah, I want to. Yeah, I don't know. For me, the closest comparison is is Cam Newton. But Kyler Murray is interesting because I didn't think about it that way about the throwing motion. All right. Um. Here we go. Next question. It was by Aaron the Tank. Which draft pick was the most surprising? I think we already we kind talked. of touched briefly. Yeah, yeah we touched uh, briefly. I think we both said, uh, uh, "Oh shoot, why am I blanking on his name?" Uh, Davis Mills for the Texans. You know, I think we were just both surprised that that out of all the quarterbacks, that's who the Texans chose to take instead of trading up for a better yeah. one. If they don't feel that Deshaun Watson is the is going to be in te- Texas very long or even able to play very long. Uh, for me, I would say uh, the most surprising pick was the Cal Traskwood. I know it seemed like the smart move and everything, and I agree. But if we're just strictly talking about surprise, that honestly surprised me. But yeah, I think um, the Davis Mills one too. Uh, the Davis Mills one, excuse me, was a surprising one too. That me and my f- it was more of like kind of comedy. Like me and my friends were laughing about that pick because it's like, dude, this guy. I, you you could have had a, such a better opportunity to trade up and select a better quarterback and you went with Davis Mills. But the Kyle Trask one is surprising because I was reading an article that said that Kyle Trask, he wasn't NFL ready um, due to the fact that apparently like pre-snap, he already um, is going like he's already looking at who he's going to throw to, which is bad in the NFL that, you know, you're going to get picked off or the defense knows where you're going with the ball. So that was an interesting take. But, I mean, I like Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask was um, – he was, like, on the Heisman watch earlier. And he actually wasn't a bad – I mean, he had Kyle Pitts um, and the other guy that the receiver uh, the Giants drafted, Tony. I think it was his name. It was something like that. But, yeah, that was a – yeah, those are – that was my surprising pick was the Kyle Trask one. Yeah, I think the only reason that one wasn't really surprising to me was because I had seen stuff that um, Tampa was looking at taking a quarterback in the draft. Uh, so I, I kind of wasn't really surprised when they did, and I think Kyle Trask was definitely the best available quarterback at that time of their pick. So I wasn't completely shocked by it, but I can I can definitely see why, given their situation at the quarterback, it seems like a pretty – something that they're pretty sound at that it would be surprising. Uh, especially like for someone like you who didn't really expect it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, for me, I, I think the Davis Mills just because I think they, for that being their first pick in the draft, they got and 
when they could have traded to get better picks, especially at the quarterback position. Uh, I think that was just what shocked me is like, that's who they chose instead of going for someone better. This next question by Bo Montana Media. Kind of, we kind of touched on this too, but it was mostly of our teams. Um, favorite pick and least favorite pick. Um, if I'm not being biased, if I were not to go with the Bears, because obviously I do want to go with the Bears and say that the favorite pick was Justin Fields. <laughs> um, I would say that the favorite pick, if I'm not talking about the Bears, I honestly like the Trey Lance to the 49ers. I think that's a great fit. And overall, a great decision by the 49ers to go with Trey Lance. I, I love this pro day. I love his throws. Very, um, I mean, dude, the guy threw for 28 touchdowns, zero interceptions. And yes, it's FCS football, but still, I mean, that's highly impressive. And he also ran for like a thousand yards and like double digit touchdowns. So I think a great pick. Uh, that was my favorite pick. What was your favorite pick? And then we could kind of jump yeah. into the least favorite. You know, not being biased because obviously, you know, I'm going to say Mac Jones because that was the first time I've ever been like jumping out of my seat, uh, screaming at how happy I was about a draft pick before. Uh, if I had to go my overall favorite pick, though, I'm going Rondale Moore for the Cardinals. I think he fits that Cardinal system so perfectly. He's, yep. you know, just adding to that weaponry that they already have. Uh, he's one of the best playmakers in this draft. In my opinion, he should have gone in the first round. Uh, you know, he was Purdue's going to be hurting without him. That's all I'm going to say because he was electric and he's going to be electric for uh, the Cardinals. And I, I'm so excited to watch him play this year. Yeah. Ronda Moore, obviously, really good pick by the Cardinals, adding depth to that receiver position, especially at where he was selected. I'm like, we were both surprised he wasn't taken earlier. Going on to the least favorite pick. Yep. I'm going to say it right here, right now. My least favorite pick was the Jamar Chase of the Bengals. I know, I know for the people listening. Yes, former teammates. Yes. But when you look at the line, you have to protect Burrow. Um, I think even without Jamar Chase, the Bengals uh, receiving core wasn't that bad. You know, I'm, let me, I, I love to pull up the depth charts just, just kind of because it's hard to remember all 32 teams and who they have. Um, Let's see. I know they have uh can't even spell Bengals right now. Let's see Bengals depth chart. Let's see who they got. Who they got? Who they got? Oh, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. Okay, I guess they could have used that receiver, you know, Jamar Chase, but I also think they could have just picked one later on because there were still good available receivers left. I, I don't I don't like the pick. I think they should have went with the uh Penny or Penai. That's a it's 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 a hard name to say. Uh, but Penai Sewell uh, from Oregon, the best tackle, pretty much. I'm not sure if it's safe to say the best tackle in the draft. He probably is, but best available right there. Um, yeah, I would have gotten a, a tackle just right there off the bat. But, yeah, that was my least favorite pick. I know it's it's a pretty debatable of, like, you know, if it's not, but just in my opinion, that was kind of my one right there. Yeah. Um I think we've made it pretty clear that uh, the Davis Mills pick for the Texans was not our favorite. So I'm going to cut Davis Mills some slack here and kind of make my least favorite pick uh, against my own team. I I know 
uh, Ramondre uh, Stevenson is a really good running back out of Oklahoma, but I don't think that the Patriots need a running back. I think we're pretty well stocked at that position. You know, we got, even if we lost Rex Burkhead, uh, the Patriots still have four really good running backs on that depth chart. I don't see what the addition of another one is going to do, even if, especially if we do re-sign Rex Burkhead. So I don't think that was a necessary spot to fill, especially in the fourth round, uh, even though uh, Ramondre Stevenson is a really good running back and a really good pass blocker uh, from what I've seen, which if you're putting Mac Jones into that offense, you're going to need pass blocking running backs. But, you know, I just feel that we're the Patriots are so stocked on that position that the draft pick could have been better uh, going somewhere else, maybe uh, towards uh, revamping the line uh, to try and protect Mac Jones better or adding uh, maybe another wide receiver onto that uh, depth chart, especially after the loss of Julian Edelman. So that's why that's my least favorite pick, not because I don't like the guy. It's just because I don't feel that that was a necessary pick that the Patriots need to make. So it's already uh, really filled up in that with uh, depth in that position. Criticizing the own team, man. Whoa. You got to like that. All right. Let's see. Um, here we go. We're going to pull up another question from the viewers. Here's this one. Ryan Gaston lives on my floor. Uh, what's the best move for the Packers? An unbiased answer, please, because he knows I'm a Bears fan. Um, I, <laughs> I love, I love to, the emphasis. Yeah, yeah. Unbiased <laughs> answer because he doesn't want me to. Yeah, no. Don't worry, Gaston. We're going to deliver a unbiased answer. Um, I kind of asked him to clarify, um, uh, is it, does he mean with Rodgers or like the draft? He said the situation as a whole, uh, he said that the GM is killing the draft again, but I'm wondering if you think we should fire Goot just to get that extra year out of Rodgers. That's a good question. Yeah. I, we both. That's a, yeah. That's go a ahead. tough one. <laughs> that's a tough one. <laughs> um, it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they have done a great job in this draft as we've, talked about earlier in this podcast and at the end of the day you know rogers isn't going to be around very long but on that note rogers is still one of the best quarterbacks in the entire league and i think losing him this early uh for jordan love would be devastating to the packers so i feel not that i'm fully supportive of this decision this decision but I think the best move they have to make is to fire the GM to keep Aaron Rodgers. I think he's too valuable to lose at this point, especially coming off an MVP season. Um, and I think you've made a lot of draft picks around having Aaron Rodgers this year to try and make Aaron Rodgers happy. So clearly they want him to stay. Yeah. And overall, I just think you got to keep Rodgers right now. He's He's too valuable for the Packers to lose. Uh, so I'd yeah. say let go of the GM. Yeah, I I agree with that decision too. Let go of the GM. And look, Ryan, the Packers, I know the draft for Packer fans didn't seem the most explosive, but best believe it was a good draft for you guys. I mean, you guys brought in another receiver, Amari Rodgers, 
from Clemson who, I mean, go look at his stats. His stats look good. He's a good receiver. And you're adding him to that receiving core. Um, the uh, I forgot the guy's name. Um, Stokes, the cornerback. He's still, I mean, he's still a, a good corner. I mean, you're going to put him, you know, possibly re- uh, replace Kevin King, possibly. I think it was a good draft, but I also think, I don't think you'll get just one year out of Rodgers. Is, is, who's, Brenton, who's older, Rodgers or Tom oh, Brady? Oh, Brady's older by far. Rodgers didn't come yeah. in okay, so, to the yeah. league until, I, I want to say, around like 2006 or 2007. Brady entered in the 1999 NFL draft. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. That should have been obvious. Um, but no, I think um, for sure, I don't think you'll just get one year out of him. I mean, unless he wants to. I don't think he's seriously considering retirement. I know he says it, but everyone says that when they're frustrated, um, no matter who they are, and it's a frustrating, frustrating situation. But I think if they let go of this GM, if that's what he wants, you kind of have to. Uh, give it to him and holy crap the bears just traded their pick whatever anyways um yeah i don't know it, it's a tough situation but don't i i wouldn't um be so critical of the of uh, the draft i think um at the end of the day um it was a good draft for the packers they got some weapons they tried you know they could they could have easily screwed up the draft if they knew rogers wasn't coming back but they didn't i think they they brought and and i and rogers shouldn't feel um, like bringing in Jordan Love is a threat to him. I think it's just preparing for the future. Rodgers is old. Um, if he wants to be a game show host, let him be a game show host, and that's why they brought in Jordan Love. And, I mean, maybe they could have waited till this year to get a quarterback, but it's a tough situation, but I wouldn't look uh, be so critical about the draft. I think the draft is just fine. But, if hey, if Rodgers is still not um, appetized with the draft and how it went, then, yeah, I mean, I agree with Brenton. Off with uh Goo, I think his name is, uh, off with the Packers GM. All right. Um, let's see. Going to pull up some more questions here. Should be able to get to all of them. Um, bear with me now. Let's see, because I, I got some in the in the DMs here. Um, let's see. My bad. My bad, people. Um, out of the five quarterbacks taken in the first, who will be the bust? Oh, man. This is a juicy question. There was a question similar to this kind of that people were posing online of who will be the Josh Rosen of the draft. Brenton, kick us off here. Who who do you think? The, the top five quarterbacks, that's uh, Trevor Lawrence, who uh, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, and Justin Fields, if I'm if I'm correct. Oh. It's tough. Uh, yeah. It's tough, man. We, I don't want to go against any of these guys. Um, yeah, I don't either. It's yeah. a tough, but I mean. I'm going to go oof. Zach Wilson simply because he's on the Jets. <laughs> the Jets Ooh, have a notorious yeah. history of ruining quarterbacks. In my opinion, they've done a really good draft, and they've worked hard rebuilding around Zach Wilson. But at the end of the day, the Jets are the Jets, and so I believe Zach Wilson is going to be the bust. Mm interesting for me um you know i agree i kind of agree with that i mean i feel like he's almost too hyped up in a way for me in my opinion i think the bus will be mac jones no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding with you (laughs) try to get a reaction out of you Uh, let's see i'm trying to think i want to agree with you 
I'm like part of me was a little worried about um Trey Lance. Um, but I, yeah, I'm gonna have to go on a wing here and just agree with you with the whole Zach Wilson thing. I think Zach Wilson he's a little overrated in my opinion, especially with the whole Justin Fields and Mac Jones being um kind of later on. And it's the Jets, yeah, it's the Jets. They I mean, they got rid of Adam Gase, but it's like they brought in Elijah Moore, another kind of decent receiver. So it's a matter of will he turn out. But I don't know, man. I don't know if he can live up to the hype. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I was worried. I, I was tempted to go Trey Lance. But, you know, also when I was watching a lot of the highlight videos for uh, Zach Wilson, he, a lot of his throws were just kind of 50-50 balls let his receiver go up and get it. And, you know, those don't work all the time in the NFL like they do in college. So, you know, that makes me worried for how he's going to perform in the NFL as well. So that was also another reason why I decided to add Trey Lance or make my Trey Lance my bust. Yeah. All right. And our last question, um, what – is your grade on the Bears draft? You can answer this too, Brunson. Uh, so far, they've only picked two guys right now because they just traded their pick here in the sixth round uh, to the Seattle Seahawks. Um, they picked Justin Fields and Tevin Jenkins. Um, as of now, I know this is biased. I'm giving it an A. Maybe even an A+, plus just because they addressed the quarterback position, um, but they also addressed the tackle position, which was a highly... Um, publicized thing in Chicago with Charles Leno Jr. just being not the best tackle, allowing too many sacks, being a liability, if I may. Um, and I think Tevin Jenkins, this guy's a mauler. I mean, this guy's good. Uh, or actually, they didn't pick two guys. They picked another guy out of Missouri. He's a guard. I would give it an A+. Plus. They addressed the quarterback position. They brought in a quarterback with a name um, that everybody knows. They brought in a great tackle out of Oklahoma state. And then they brought in this Missouri guy. They're, they're addressing the offensive line. We'll see what they do here in the rest of the draft should be addressing wide receiver um, or cornerback um, and linebacker. Hey, Dylan Moses, man. Now that I know about Dylan Moses, I'm hoping we get Dylan Moses, but uh, Brenton, I mean, if you were to give a grade for the bears and what they kind of got here, what, what would you give them? Yeah, I like who they have picked so far uh you know looking at it they they definitely needed help on that offensive line <laughs> the quarterback's move was phenomenal um but i would have liked them i would have liked to see them keep more of their picks instead of trading away so many i think they could have they should have taken advantage yeah. of their draft picks instead of getting rid of them and gotten more valuable rookies that you know, aren't going to cost as much as re-signing big-name players, uh, especially th- at this stage in their careers. So yeah, I, I do think they've had a really good draft, and therefore I'm going to give them a B-plus. All right, hey, B-plus is fair, man. B-plus is fair. I do agree with you about the picks. As a Bears fan, that was something that kind of frustrated me. Um, I mean, hey, humans will always be ungrateful. I was kind of ungrateful, even though we got two really good good players, but I was kind of like – Man, I mean, how much – I mean, we gave up a first-round pick for next year, and that's what frustrated – I think it was next year or 2023, but that's what frustrated me. But um, that's pretty much all we have for today, the NFL draft, the hype, man. We finally got it done. Go listen back for a segment. 
We talked about the draft kind of shockers, uh, disappointing picks. We kind of just did an overview of the draft of these players, uh, the teams they went to are anal- uh, analyzing our citizen analyze uh, analyzing uh, elements to these picks. Um, in the second segment, we talked about trouble in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, some new developments that our guy Brenton Baldwin came came through with the facts. He's our Adam Schefter 2.0. And with our third segment here, we answered some questions. Um, so that's all we have today for episode 11. It should be on Spotify soon, um, Apple Podcast. Um, you could tune uh, tune into it on Anchor as well. Um, as well as Overcast, as well, and Google Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Matthew Milo. Uh, Brenton Baldwin, say what's up, man, or say uh, goodbye. Um, <laughs> goodbye at this point. <laughs> yeah, goodbye at this point, not us, uh, or welcome. Um, and, yeah, we'll see you on the next one. Episode 12, be there.